It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, folks, and welcome to the Flying Whipper Production Studios. I am Drew with my trusty cohort, Brother Bob, working the uh, ones and twos. Howdy, howdy. What's going on? Absolutely nothing. It, we had a big, major rainstorm today. It was almost like a monsoon outside. Monsoon, we need the rain, but I know we're on the clock. Bob, I know you got uh, an event to go to, so this will be an abbreviated version of To The Max Sports, where we got a lot to talk about. As you know, uh, I am a I'm a big tennis fan. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, I played tennis until I couldn't anymore, and now I play pickleball. And when I can't do that, you sit and talk about then it. Then it'll be ping pong, and after that, it'll probably be checkers. Okay, <laughs> I'm working my way down the ladder. Uh, but uh, a couple years ago, well, actually, it was last year. We talked about Francis TFO. He had a really cool story. Mm -hmm. His dad was the one that came from Africa, uh, was the groundskeeper in Washington at one of the the nice uh, tennis facilities there. And then his son, Francis, picked up a racket like at 12, eight or nine years old. And, uh, well, he made it to the semifinals. Yeah, and, and, and here's you with him. That was me with him a couple years ago at the River Oak Country Club in Houston. Wow. Where he was playing an event. Super nice guy. And, uh, man, it'd be a cool story. Not only is he a good guy, but to see an American now advance, he, it's been a while. Yeah, and he was incredible. I mean, I, I know he has the upset in the next round, but when he beat Nadal, it was, yeah. he was very, very emotional. He, he's on point right now, playing well. Uh, do you have that video? Of I, do, I do have that video. So this was his win. This is some of the highlights on yeah, it. I believe it was today at Flushing Meadow. And that's it. Francis Tiafo has always loved the big stage. Oh. And now well, that's probably why I should pull it know, up there. The, for those people that are going to be listening on radio, Spotify, <laughs> you, you get the gist of it. Yeah, hold on. Yeah, that was the, that was the audio. Let me, let me back it up a little bit and actually put it to the video. There we go. But he beat a Russian, too. He beat a Russian. A good Russian. Good player. I hate those shirts. They look so bad. Yeah, this is, I guess, the end of it. This is a sad race. Francis Tiafo has always loved the big stage. And yeah, so that was pretty good. Yeah, pretty good story. Cool. He uh, he aced to win, which is what you always want to do in tennis. So we'll see what happens with him. Hopefully he'll make it. Um, man, I was watching the Kiergos uh, match. Oh, yeah. Really good match with Ketchikov, Karen Ketchikov, another Russian. Good player. I mean, what's what's interesting for me about Kyrgios, Cur or however you do his Kyrgios. last name, Re seems to be a pretty darn nice guy off the court and an absolute jerk on the court yeah he's just a total ass on the court when he gets so petulant yeah his mind ain't right and when he gets down he just gets so unfocused from what's going on on the court and then he was yelling i never understood these i guess it's some way to expend your emotion but 
he's sitting there yelling at his entourage and cursing and, and, and just overall what you would consider to be odious behavior on the tennis court. Well, that's what they said about John McEnroe many, many, many years ago. But, you know, McEnroe always focused that what many perceived to be that brat behavior. He channeled it, and actually, I think, uh, in his case, he turned it into a positive for himself. Oh, yeah. He found it a way to motivate himself and frustrate his opponent, whereas... With Kyrgios, it's just more of the opposite. You know, it, uh, he, he energizes his opponent and just really, he's probably the most talented player uh, in yeah. professional tennis right now, but he just can't, he can't get his mind right. So yeah. I watched that match and it was kind of a, kind of a shit show and he lost, but. Talking about assholes. Oh, so we're not going to do this week in baseballs. One, because there wasn't one, as hard as I looked to find, you know, we play over 40 games a week mm -hmm. and I couldn't find one fight, but <laughs> that's did, a good thing. But we did find one. Well, let's yeah. just say one arsehole here. Yeah, this is, this is amazing. So these kids are out here, you know, and, they, and this is what they do at the games. They yell for the players and is it, is this going to play? It's a still. There it goes. You know, so I know this. They still have a ball. One of the kids has a ball, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it. Yeah, it looks like this was during you know warm ups in between innings, and you know throwing throwing a ball back out to the kids. But but you know, if, if you're an adult and you're over eighteen, if you need a baseball that bad, I'll buy you one. Well, I I, I mean, I I as I was watching that, I noticed finally. I, I think I think that fan has a little bit of anger issues to deal with because of the abandonment of Juan Soto because he was wearing a Soto jersey, a national Soto jersey. Throw me the hat. <laughs> so just for all of you out there, not all Washington baseball fans are douchebags. Just that guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he is he was betrayed. Well, you it know, when I, go, I go to minor league baseball and I go a lot and I always bring a baseball with me because inevitably there's that one kid that's in tears because he didn't get a baseball. So I'll usually say, hey, kid, and do my mean Joe Green moment and throw him a baseball. But yeah, that's the nice thing to do. That's what nice people try to do. Yeah. And when I go to games, I try to be a nice guy. That's a good thing to be. So we'll wrap it up because, like I said, this is a real abbreviated version. Listen to us on Spotify. Listen to our old shows. We sound better on radio than we look in person, I promise. Oh, I'm never on camera. That's yeah. This is by design. And you have a great radio voice. Yeah. yeah. yeah I got that deep throaty voice. I got a great radio face. But, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get Max back. Max has been going through some things, and, and uh, I've been talking to him. So we're in negotiations to bring Max back. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So let's let's pick some football. Yeah, let's pick some football. So so folks, I think what we're gonna, what we're going to do is on a weekly basis, as opposed to me picking games for Drew to pick or Drew picking games for me to pick, we're just going to pick the primetime games. Although so, I do want to pump you up. You said Notre Dame would cover. I said they wouldn't last week. Did I say Notre Dame was going to cover? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then you said that uh, 
Georgia would blow out Oregon. Oh, my said, God. And I said Oregon would cover. Oh, so. oh, oh, that was a bad game. Yeah, you were right on both counts there. I mean, I, I, I forget who I was listening to, listening to, whether it was Mike Greenberg. It may have been Tony Kornheiser. He's like, yeah, I watched about halfway through the first quarter. It wasn't no longer competitive, so I turned it off. <laughs> well, Georgia played well enough to bump up to two, and, and Ohio State played well enough to win, but uh, they got knocked down to three. But, you know, I mean, they still were playing, quote-unquote, the number five-ranked team in and, the country. And Clemson looked good, so it's Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. Yeah, the usual suspects. Yeah, Same verse, different lines. Yeah, same verse, yeah, Just line. crazy, crazy. Football, so Thursday night. Thursday night, we got the Buffalo Bills traveling to SoFi Stadium playing the Rams. The Buffalo Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. So I've got uh, I've got this game being 37-33, the Bills. They cover on the road. Uh, Stafford's dealing with some injuries, but he'll deal with something that he always deals with, turnovers. And I predict on a fourth-quarter drive uh, with the game on the line, he turns the ball over. Bills cover win thirty seven thirty three. Oh, I th- I I think this is a, a a track race. I think this is high scoring. I think this is forty five thirty eight. Bills. I don't think Stafford loses the game. I just think the Bills win this game. And you know, uh, Josh Allen has something to prove after that bad taste that was in his mouth from last year. Yeah, and Stafford really doesn't have anything to prove. He's got their really nice AT and T commercial. Spend some time with Lily. Big contract. Yeah. So life is good. Yeah, so uh, we agree on that one, unfortunately. And then I know your beloved Cowboys play Sunday night. I cannot believe this line. I believe it. This line opened at minus one with the Buccaneers' favorite. It was bet to two and a half. The Buccaneers are favored on the road over the Cowboys, two and a half. Well, the Cowboys are dealing with some offensive line issues as usual. Uh, a lot of question marks with uh, losing some defensive ends. Their secondary's solid, but uh, Zico looks like he's way out of shape. Um, not a lot of depth right now and some holes to fill. And the Tampa Bay defense is still solid. Yeah. I've yeah. got to be in a low-scoring game. I do have it closer probably than you do, but I do think that Tampa Bay covers with a late field goal, 23-20 Tampa Bay. I don't, two and a half. I don't think the Cowboys score more than 14 or 17. And I think At the home. Buccaneers. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I have, I have utter faith in the Cowboys to be an utter failure. Yes. I am a Cowboy hater and I wear it proudly. The only, the only thing is that is a little bit of rust with Tom Brady. He had a little bit of a weird off season, but he is Tom Brady. He's having a week. He had a weird preseason. Yeah. I guess Giselle is not happy. No. And you no. want to make Giselle happy, Tom. I I, I believe so. She's a lovely lady. I, I think this one is 28 or 31 to 17. So a blowout at home to start the season for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a blowout, and that's going to be the Denver game. Uh, that is Denver at Seattle. Denver favored on the road. Six and a half points at Seattle on the road. I think Russell comes back to his familiar playground. I think he lights up a very bad Seattle team. I think Jerry Judy has something to prove this year, so expect him to have a, a big night. I've got Denver winning on the road 30-3. to three. Wow. 
Wow. I'm going to go the other way, say this is a low-scoring game. This is one of those well, games. 30-3 is a low-scoring game. Well, for one team. That would cover the probably the over-under. But yeah. yeah. But <laughs> a high-scoring, low-scoring game. Yeah. The, yeah. What, what is the over-under on this one? 44.5? I'd say it's um, probably around that range. I... This is this is kind of Russell's put up or shut up and to see what he can do without the rest of the Seahawks behind them. And I think a lot of pressure is on him on the road. It's Seattle. Seattle is always a tough environment. I know they have some quarterback weirdness going on. I think this is a low scoring game. I would definitely take the under on this one. I think this is. 17-13 Denver, 13-10 Denver. I'm going to pick the Seahawks and the points. Okay, so we disagree on one. We've got uh, the Bills covering. Bills covering. We've got uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers covering. And you have both those games closer than I do. Closer, they're new. And then or we differ on the Denver game. Denver wins, but I have them covering big, and you don't have them covering. I don't have them covering at all. Well, I know you got an event to attend to, so we're going to wrap it up. We are going to wrap it up. To put up. Well, let's see. what It's quarter after. How about we do one, one, one question apiece? All right. You got your cards? Home. We always end the show with a. We always end the show with a trivia, trivia night. Okay. I don't know what you do with all the cards. I'm running. Out. I, yeah, I know. I know. I got to find them. They're around here somewhere. Okay. We have gremlins, little, little guys with hammers. Ooh, this is a good one. Actually, no, here we go. College football for you. Okay. John intercepts a pass in his end zone and then fumbles it forward. The ball rolls out of bounds on his two yard line. Where should the ball be put in play? He fumbled it in the end zone. Fumbles it in the end zone. I, I mean, I think that in the NFL, that would be at the 20-yard line. But it may be spot of play in college. No, 20-yard line in college as well. Touchback. All right. Okay, I'm going to go pro football. Stay with that theme. Okay. What is the penalty for running into the player that is making a fair catch? It's not five. I want to say it's it's unsportsmanlike and it's 15. 15 yards from the spot of the infraction. Did you see, what was that game? I I want to say it was Clemson. Guy doing a fair catch gets his legs taken out from him by his teammate. <laughs> That's just, that just unfortunate. That's not an infraction. Dabo was pissed. Yeah, I can imagine old Dabo did not like that. Well, you know what? We're going to do something we've never done. We're going to end on a tie tonight. Yeah, that's okay. So no one wins tonight. We're like kind of like European soccer. European soccer. <laughs> or uh, uh, Pony League Sports, uh, Midget League. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. Everyone gets an orange slice. So so until next week, we'll have a longer show. Watch us on Spotify, Apple, all that fun stuff. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that like and subscribe. And until next week, OH. We are out. Oh.